Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill. I'm joined by my bros on the Packer Force, Peter Sill and Andrew Sill. That's the mountain and the legend if you're keeping fucking track, which you should. Um, I hope I hope season six is proving riveting for you as, as this is our, our second posted podcast, third podcast. I don't know, man. Listen. The Wire didn't even get a season six, so we are better than The Wire. Yeah, hell yeah. We're just, every podcast is precious. We're really taking our time to think about our product and make a really good product. <laughs> yeah, which is why our agenda today is Blake. Um, listen, it's a it's very good motorcycle. It is it's Bears Week, guys. We we got we've talked about this. We got to jump into the content. Otherwise, people they move. So we got to jump into the content. Well, let's get into the content then. The Bears. Is yeah. Bears Week part part due of Bears Week for the season? Um, and I think it it is strange to see a Packers Bears matchup with this little going for it. Pomp and circumstance. Well, it's it's like it's Sunday night football, but I don't even know what what they're going to talk about on the national broadcast. It's like, well, the Bears are shit. Here are the Packers. Like that's the only angle. Yeah, yeah. It's... Well, the other angle I was thinking of was like, well, this uh, this play or this MVP race is wide open, and there's a guy sitting over there on that sideline who probably has something to say about that. Is that your Chris Collinsworth? It's pretty bad. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's bad. But I think the thought is there. Yeah. But you knew it was a Chris well, Collinsworth yeah, impression. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, a Collinsworth angle. Yeah. 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 He's and got so they, a national, and they'll probably even mention there's a national TV performance. You're like, yeah, um, Al, Al Michaels, always great to do to do the Packers Bears. It's a little chilly here, but that we don't mind. You think they're gonna play up? <laughs> oh, do you well, think? Last time I, these two played, this quarterback told the other team that he owned them, and you think? Gotta feel some kind of certain way about it. <laughs> That's yeah. a Collinsworth. That's right. That's right. Is is Al Michaels gonna be there tomorrow? I don't. I think so. I, because I heard him talking about it last week. I tar- I heard him talking about it last week. Uh huh. And he was, you know, always good to cover that. And so I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That this would be a ripe game for them to throw to Rico on the case, but right, it's, right, right. It's gonna be Al. Um. Yeah. So I, I no. Yeah, this is an uninteresting Sunday night game. Like Bears fans were hoping they got flexed down because they don't want the eyes on them. That's true. But there's there's not a lot of interesting games, so we get to keep it, and we're gonna kill Nagy in prime time. You know what's funny is that the Bears. I don't know if you know this. The Bears made the playoffs last year. Oh yeah, they did. They and that seems Mitch ridiculous. Mitch Trubisky was the. The most valuable... The MVP. <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon. The MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, they were in a similar position where everybody thought Nagy was trash. They should have fired him. He'd lost the locker room. There were conversations coming up from every media outlet that the team was not behind Nagy anymore. And then they won a handful of games and squeaked in the playoffs, and then they got stuck with the fucker for another year. And here he is still fucking hanging on to a wood piece of fucking bullshit. 
Yeah. And like, just just let Jack fall into the water, dude. <laughs> drift away. Let let him go. Let Jack. That's a, a Titanic, the first ever Titanic reference on the Packer Force podcast. That's why you stick around for six seasons. Um. That movie is only 25 years old. That shit's still relevant as fuck. Hey, 24. It's 24. Okay. Um. Yeah. I like. I just. I just looked at the standings because I. I didn't know how bad the Bears were. I know they're bad, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They have four. They're they're four and eight. They win this. They get five and eight. They mm-hmm. their their remaining schedule is like two games with the Vikings, one game with the Giants. So that's three. Potentially three wins if you're if you're falling into this narrative that the Bears making a run and the Vikings <laughs> falling off. I don't I don't I don't see it. I think this is the no, I think this is the Vikings year to eke into the playoffs and I don't think get Kirk Cousins the MVP award. Might because seven playoff teams now and that's the dumbest thing in the world. Like neither the Bears nor the Vikings deserve to make it, and they have a chance because we brought in the seventh seeding. Yeah. Seven seed is the dumbest thing in the world. It does not need to exist. Chicago nor the Vikings should actually be sniffing a chance at the playoffs right now. Well, and Chicago's Chicago's fourteenth, so Chicago's not. I mean, it's, and it's not like Chicago's Seattle where they're four and eight, but we have Russell Wilson now. I think it's <coughs> yeah, the seventh seed. I think Wildly people people well yeah people who said it was unnecessary. Are, are being like validated by the two seasons that we've had so far. Um, I don't remember who this who, who was the seventh seed in the AFC last year. Do you remember? I can't even remember. I was trying to think of that too. Good um, question. I'm sure they weren't in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure they weren't in the championship game. Yeah, I, I, I when the seventh game first came out, or when the seventh team first came out, I liked the idea because it was just more playoff football, which I thought was a good thing. Really? Yes. Yeah. It's weird thought, that your not? instinct isn't to be like bah humbug about it because that's mine, and like I eventually open up to those things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I like the idea of more playoff football. I think it's. I don't. Yeah. I. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that it hasn't proved to me that it's worthwhile yet. The extra, the 17th game is stupid. The fucking seventh seed in the playoffs is stupid. The NBA's extra two-team playing game is stupid. The MLB's extra fucking wild card probably doesn't need to exist. You have 162 games and you can't figure out who deserves to be in the fucking playoffs. Fuck you. <laughs> I, Every sport should... I, I, I agree. I agree with this. I, th- I, I think the... College football playoff should stay at four teams. I like it being four teams, but I think it should stay at four teams. I actually read a book by Bob Costas called Fair Ball, in which he was advocating to keep the wild card out of baseball and keep it as a two division or like a two division leagues where it was just the championship series and the World Series. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, even be mad at that. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't either. <clears throat> but here's here's my here, my idea with baseball though is I I feel like they need to have they need to cut ten teams out of it two thirds through the season. They let, let I I would I would appreciate like a really gradual 
model of like eliminating teams over the course of 162 games like nobody needed the diamondbacks after june it was it was over for the diamondbacks they were like 40 and 90 this year it was ridiculous but like you 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 gradually cut those teams off in baseball i think that would be good and the nba here's the thing i kind of like the seven through ten play-ins but i think the season should be shorter i think it should be like 60 games 66 games Maybe. You got 82 games and you're putting fucking 20 teams out of 30 into the playoffs? Yeah, what are you, it's like, what are you doing, right? You're, you're jockeying for position for so much of the year because it's like, once you've established that you're capable of 500 basketball, you're in the playoffs. Like, everybody's looking at the Lakers like, oh my god, the Lakers are terrible. The Lakers are all veterans that know this shit doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers are going to be fine come playoff times. They are all guys that know that the regular season doesn't mean shit as long as they fucking Well, in the My biggest my biggest objection to the NFL is I feel like I feel like for the 7th team in the playoffs, but I know so for the 17th game. That's a stopgap. They're going to 18, and they're stopping at 17 until the next CBA in which they'll negotiate that 18th game yeah. because we want to make it even, and that'll be the which that'll be the rule. Which is kind of like offensive to the general public. Like, we're gonna fuck you with this 17th game for a year or two to try and sneak it by you. We all see it coming. Just fucking put the dick in the butt, <laughs> around a little bit. Yeah, that old thing. Just put put that dick in that butt. You know, I like the way you said that. It was like, take the dick off the shelf, mm. bend them over, say, hey, it's time now. It is time. No, but it... it, it you got them in position where they agreed to the anal. Don't try and make it cute. Just fuck them in the ass and get it over with. I don't know if they agreed to it, though. They, yeah, anyway. Um... It, it, it's unstoppable it, at this point. Well, it, but it, but it's bad. It's it's bad because we know that we know the 18th game is coming, and the 17th game here is it it. I grew up in a time when there were such things as like season records, and you would you would learn them. You would learn what the yeah. highest number of touchdown passes was. You would learn what the highest number of touchdown runs was or touchdown catches and receiving yards and passing yards. And they would be milestones by which you could judge the game over time. And it's like that's changing. And I, our society is changing in which history doesn't matter and, like, nobody cares about, like, the recent past. Um, and... It football is just like yeah. I mean, have you seen social media? Nobody's talking about the 2008 season that Drew Brees had. Like it's mm-hmm. nobody cares. Here's here's the question I have: What is the state of the game right now? I was just thinking like when we were when the Packers last won the Super Bowl, uh, Madden was a much more important thing, right? How did we consume the game? We also did come up. In a time where stats were much more important, you know, you had like holy sacred texts of stats, and yeah. you read the newspaper. The way that the game was consumed was it was just much different. And I think, yeah, with Madden, people got more. It, it was this 
opening up of people to scheme. Mm-hmm. People were really starting to understand scheme. And then that stopped. I, like, now it's all kind of the same, and it's it's boring. Madden sucks. People, like, it's... I don't think Madden is bringing in new people to football. I don't think, I think so either. I think Madden is just... It just has the same addicts that are playing over I and over. I kind of feel like that's symptomatic of most things in all of popular culture. Like... Yeah. Back then, TV was on an all-time high. Yeah. Like, yes. TV was fucking crazy right then. And yeah. since then, everything has become more saturated. Yeah. There's more sports to consume on every level. You can get more of every sport you want. So if you do have a sport that you like more than football, you're going to pay more attention to that as to back 10 years ago. Like, people were paying more attention to football just because it was so accessible in a way that no other sport was yeah like you could find hours and like i was genuinely at one point in time consuming like 30 to 40 hours worth of football content a week damn yeah games podcasts just shit that i read i was spending so much time with football content but yeah. that was largely because, like, Netflix hadn't blown up yet. Right. Hulu wasn't fully fucking everywhere yet. Like, right. At some point in time, it shifted to being like, well, there's all kinds of stories that everybody's writing that aren't just guys playing a sport. Yeah, I think, I think like, it's, a, it's changed to allow for, like, maximum access. Like, if you if you really fucking love TV, there is now 40 hours of TV available every week to you to consume. And if you really every fucking love football, consume. there is 40 hours of football every day to consume. Like, and, and if you like a, a wide range of sports, there is 40 hours... That will take you across a wide range of sports, or you know whatever. Um, yeah, but I 10 so years ago when the Packers won it, football had a generous market share that they don't have anymore. Well, but here's the thing: is that the ratings are going up, so it's hard to it's hard to argue that when more people are watching football, at least the big fucking football moments than yeah, the than big ever have. Moments? are still like they're the commercial fucking center of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Super Bowl is still the Super Bowl and the halftime show is still the fucking halftime show of the Super Bowl. Yeah. That has not changed, but there are large swaths of forms of media that are pulling the edges off from every but fucking I, angle. But I do have an answer to this question. I think we've gone the state of the game, we've gone from the Madden era to the analytics era. Where I think mm-hmm. people used Madden to kind of open up ideas on how to how to play games and how to play the game in a way that was a... I'm going to make up a word here. A traditional. Like, that was counter to the traditional, mm-hmm. you know, fucking Jim Mora senior style of, of playing football or fucking, you know... Marty Schottenheimer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. era of of football, and it was like, no, there are things that you can do. Like, I think Madden turned people on to to passing more. I think Madden turned people on to spread offenses. 
and and working in space and it got people away from establishing the run you know to open up the pass and you know all this shit Trump people like back in the day took men I mean they still do obviously it's still a money making game industry you can still play it and get rich if you're fucking fantastic at it but like back in the day people took it really seriously and a whole lot of people didn't believe in that I am specifically trying to get to a story here in my mind where somebody was breaking down a fucking play and Nagler had something to say about it and it was a pretty fucking simple safety adjustment and Nagler was like oh my god if you watch this fucking film you'll be amazed to fucking see what they say and to me it was like just some simple fucking this is what you do if the fucking receiver fakes inside and then goes outside you shift the safety covers over and Nagler was amazed by it and I tweeted to him I was like dude like that's pretty basic I play a lot of Madden that's fine and he was like <laughs> you play Madden and you think that makes you know football you idiot <laughs> but like me and my buddy played fucking twin safeties every fucking day and we would diagnose plays we would stop after a fucking bad play and break down how we should have instead covered the fucking shifts and the receivers and the routes and everything and like you could really learn the fuck out of football by playing Madden in a way that I don't think people were respecting at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's also funny because Aaron Aaron Nagler is a is a avid Madden player as well and and advocates for, for Madden for knowledge, him. especially with clock manage. I think that's like the one area mm-hmm. where Madden is like has educated people like normal people. Mm-hmm. have uh, on average are better than football coaches at understanding the yeah. math behind clock management <laughs> um but i i think we've gone from that to the analytics era and i i, I think like there is this the anal- the analytics era is based in the madden experience maybe but it is more of like we can take the product on the field and dissect it perfectly stat that we can stat it yeah mm-hmm. um and but also like i think uh, i don't want to step on anything but i think the general overarching point that peter was getting to on the state of the game is like the way the rules are called and the confusion over what it catches now and some of the soft ass penalties that they call like for a general fan who was watching the game because they enjoyed the violence of it and they enjoyed knowing what was going on there's a lot of casual fans that are falling by the wayside because the game is getting soft and the game is getting confusing and generally the state of the game is kind of at a low point in a lot of different factors I don't know. I like I I hear that, and I'm mm-hmm. bah humbug on several of these things. Like I think it's super lame that we're calling taunting penalties. I think it's also kind of racist that we're that taunting is a point of emphasis. I I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I but I and I think that like the there is there is a disproportionate benefit for the offense based on the way the rules are, and that's lame. But. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to say with conviction that the 
game is at a low point right now just because like it's they're making money they're making money they're they're, they're succeeding they're, they're getting ratings they're get you know yeah they're succeeding in capitalistic ways right exactly. you know but is the product better who knows no, i don't i don't think i don't think I don't think so either. And I, well, I, honestly, I think a large reason why the product isn't as good is because of bargaining and because of the lack of practice time. I think that, like, guys don't practice as much and they're not as good at football. And that makes a ton of sense. If you don't practice yeah. as much, you won't be as good at football. And, and that's only going to get worse because more practice time is going to get cut when they introduce the 18th game. True. Mm-hmm. True, and um, it's also to do like the the bargaining has incentivized the the latest deals have incentivized prioritizing younger players over veterans, and so you have a lot of veterans leaving the league earlier because they're not as cost effective. Like it's it's not worth it to pay that middle fucking eight you know, six to eight million dollar salary for a guy when you can take a chance on a second rounder mm-hmm. developing into that caliber of player and you get them for Yeah, you have to you have to live through your draft now. Right. That's the only way you can have any choice of who who's actually on your team. Yeah. Because people get too good and you have a graduating class for shitty teams that can afford them. Right. And it continues to create parity. Which is, you know, like the socialist in me is very happy about that. <clears throat> but also the capitalists fucking love parody. Parody fucking continues to sell everybody's jersey. It's not a bad thing. Parody is one of the best things that the NFL does do well. They keep so many teams relevant. That would but it's amazing because they still manage to keep the Jets bad. <laughs> it's amazing through all the yeah, parody that they have that because the Jets are going to sell tickets regardless because they have a New York audience so I, I wonder I, I bet though I bet the NFL is moving away from parody I think it is I think it's gonna, you're going to start to notice it in two to three years is I'm my thought well th- it will it will become more classist here's what's going to happen there's going to be a class that's always there. Yeah. They're going to figure out a way to. Like they're going to figure out a way to keep the Rams relevant. Okay with it. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep you the Ram. So? They're going to keep the Rams relevant. They're going to keep the Cowboys relevant. Yeah. And pro- I mean, maybe the Packers, but I I I don't know. Packers being good is good for football. I think it there is. There is no way financially that the Cowboys do not remain relevant, whether it's the league talent audience size whatever the cowboys bring in money the cowboys have a large audience the cowboys will always be taken care of by the nfl and i think you're gonna i think you're gonna see like more teams fall into fall into these cyclical pits of despair i think i think if you're nfl ownership don't you just want to make the nfl fucking hierarchy resemble american class systems and so oh, you're gonna have you're gonna have the one percent in the NFL, except mm-hmm. it's gonna be like ten percent because there's a few teams in there. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have fucking teams that are on the bottom that can't get off the bottom. And the Jaguars are starting it. 
and I think I think you'll see the Jaguars there. I think the Texans are going to have a tough time getting out of it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but I put it on the record now, so I can sound smart later. There you go. I like the theory. It it's it seems to make sense. I mean, there's there's some organizations that they just do it to themselves. Like the ownership just sucks. Washington will just always suck because Dan Snyder's a piece of shit. Yeah. But it's the rules that strive for parity recently that are the rules that keep the Packers down. The fucking strict salary cap, not being able to pay legacy players, whatever the fuck you want. It's rules like that that maintain the parity that make sure the teams like the Packers can't continue to just pay their fucking dynasty players that are the reasons that every other team can continue to compete year in, year out. And it sucks for fucking us because we lose guys all the time because we can't just pay them whatever we want despite the fact that we've had them forever or we home-grew them or whatever and we should be able to keep them, but we can't because the league has all these rules in place to bring us back to parity. Do you think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are what the league wants? A team like that that's just been shitty for a long time. And then, you know, they need a boost. And so things start fucking falling in place. You get your Bruce Arians. You get your Tom Brady. Everything falls into place. Lifts up this market for year, three years or something like that. Then uh, That's a good question. I I, yeah. I, that is a good I wonder about that. I'm, right. I feel like the league would have rather had Tom Brady go to like the Los Angeles Rams, sure, and sure. have that show. But it, it is interesting because you think of like the other. What were the other teams Tom Brady was considering? Tennessee, same yeah. situation, right, right? You know, and it was a weird. It was a weird list for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, I you would have expected Tom Bra- Tom Brady's free agent. Where is he going? Oh, is it is it Dallas? Is it New Orleans? Is it right. fucking Green Bay? Like, is it Pittsburgh? Right. Is it Denver? No, you just looked at the financial situation of all of it. And you so, know, like, yeah. what happened was we were interrupted by a, a breach of our technical capacity, and it started sounding all roboty, like. And so we had to stop it and figure out what was going wrong. But we're back on track now. And we're ready to talk about the Bears, I think. Do you think Akeem Hicks or Randall Cobb will be the bigger absence from this game? Legend, you first. Uh, I want to talk about, did you guys know that Cowboy Bebop was canceled? What do you mean canceled? Like they got one season. On Netflix? Yeah, that's okay. Like, I I don't know. I started watching that show. It didn't seem like it was very good. I watched the first two episodes, actually. It just was, it was critically hammered. It was critically hammered. And I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was bad. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. But I think it deserved time to grow. 
Yeah. Mm. It deserved more than one season. Like, I, I checked in for a little bit. I was like, eh, I need to watch this in a better frame of mind. Wasn't right there with it at the time. But that happens with some shows. That show was trying to be super artistic and super accurate to the source material. Which, like, I feel and I respect. And honestly, I think that casting John Cho was kind of a job death sentence for the show. Yeah, John Cho didn't make it work. I thought he didn't. He didn't. He didn't bring it. What like, did he? What did he do wrong? Fuck! I thought like, he. I thought he was like all right. He's not that charismatic. He's not that, that show, guy. That dude is supposed to be fucking that dude. Like you want more of like. I don't know, maybe a Ryan Reynolds vibe or something, but... Yeah, well, Ryan Reynolds is, like, way more expensive than John Cho. I know, but, like, even out of the pairing from Harold and Kumar, you want more of a fucking Kumar vibe than a Harold vibe. Like, he's the reserved, quiet one, and that's not what you're going for. You want a funny, quick, witty, young Han Solo meets Johnny Depp meets... Fucking Don Cheadle. <laughs> Which should be like super easy to find. Yeah, right. Should be. Should be super easy to find that. Yeah. No, I, I think I was just like watching the show and I was like, I could see them trying to make it like an anime. Uh, like, uh, what's the big dude's name? Spike. Spike. Yeah, like, I mean, he, I thought he did the best in like trying to recreate like that kind of non-expressive anime look that's actually very expressive when it's done right. I don't know. Cowboy Bebop, the the anime was so good and expressive and nailed it right on it. I don't know. And and this just didn't do it. Do you guys watch Cowboy Bebop? I didn't really... I tried to watch it. I never really watched it. I, I watched, watched it, a, it a couple times, but I've only kind of watched it a couple times. Hey, that's true. Me too. Like, I've sat through it but most of the time it's something that's on the background well and i yeah i was never i never got into the full story of it yeah because they were always doing something i didn't know what the fuck they were doing (laughs) i don't think they're ever doing much which was like a huge critical fucking tick from it like this seems like it has no purpose but it kind of seemed like the anime had no purpose either most of the time it was just like Here's some cool shit that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to fault the new show for that. Like, And I think from what I gathered, they didn't even really bring in uh, the special kid. <clears throat> Don't remember the name until... They weren't going to really introduce her and him. I don't, I'm not sure if it's a him or her until season two. I think it's a her. Is it a her? It looks like a her. I was just thinking about it because it's like they they ju- they've been showing on the Netflix like rotating advertising queue that is in the background right now. The Cowboy yeah. Bebop anime is on there, and you see the kid, and then the Cowboy Bebop Netflix show is on there, and the it's the kid is markedly absent. So speaking of rotating and rotation, like who's Rashawn gonna ro- who's gonna rotate in? Yeah, be behind uh randall cobb oh i think it's eq i don't want to i don't want to see amari rogers 
It's, I've seen enough of that dude. He hasn't proved himself yet. This is the, no. What, he's proved himself is the problem. Well, no, he's no, proved what he like. He's no, gotten no. so many opportunities to handle the ball, the thing get is, his space, it, it sounds, make something happen. He's made nothing happen. It sounds like in practice, he when he's not with Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like he's doing just fine. When he's on the scout team, people are like, "Yeah, he really jumps," and he. You know he look. He seems really talented, but something about getting out there with Devontae and getting out there with Aaron, which makes sense. Aaron has a really fucking high expectations, and if you don't meet him, he's not going to come down to you. You know, especially when they're playing the game. So he just, he. It sounds like he's got more to prove, but he hasn't proved it yet. He hasn't done anything on the field that would make me think, like, we need to see more of him. There was one punt return where I was like, that was the best thing he's done as a Packer, and that was it. I don't remember when it was. That was it. When the fuck is he coming back? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he has tweeted or insta-teases. Like, I was telling people he was coming back like two months ago because shit he was tweeting and then he did it again like two weeks ago and he's like oh it's almost done when the fuck is time come back already what the fuck is so Zadarius and Jair I mean honestly Jair I get it Zadarius has been fucking teetering and fucking teasing and tweaking my nipple and I'm just ready for him to fucking be back already because I want to see it. Yeah, I'd say for Zadarius, it's got to be like next week. I want it to be fucking next week. I want to know if he's relevant or not. Yeah, I, I here's here's my thing. I think Zadarius needs more time. I I want him to like get into this defense and like yeah, I want practice him to it in a game set. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, not to be that guy, but like the first first week Zadarius was active played a little bit the defense sucked balls mm-hmm. and Zadarius was responsible for like negating the one good play that happened all fucking day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. complain about the call if you want but I think Zadarius has the most value as a as a pass rush specialist if if you bring him in on fucking you know they're gonna throw the ball you bring him in but he's always been kind of a liability on on run. I don't know if that's true. It might be. I feel it. But I that's, don't know. That's he, how it feels he's to me. he's a he's a big dude. He's capable. He should be able to play the run. I think we've played the run much better than than before. I mean that could be the system, but I think Rashawn yeah. Gary seems like he plays the run better to me. Well the question is Preston. I think I think Rashawn made it to the system before we take it into the playoffs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think. Whereas Jair, I think Jair, you come comes back, you plug and play. He's good. Yeah, I have I a question Jair about that. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna put him on the boundary? Where do, where does he play? Where does he fit into this defense with I put him Eric on the, Stokes I, and Rasul Douglas? I put him on the boundary because that's where he's been successful. I am sort of in favor of keeping Rasul Douglas. On the boundary, which sounds uh, to me that sounds like crazy, mm-hmm. but I think Kevin King. I, I I would also be okay putting Kevin King on the boundary instead of Russell Douglas. I feel like Ro- Eric Stokes has boundary length 
and he has boundary speed and and agility. Yeah. It might be that Eric Stokes is on the boundary, Russell Douglas is in the nickel. Jair Alexander Jair has always profiled as a nickel. Yes, he's he always, has, but he's also played well as a boundary. Well, get with it. Yeah, maybe yeah, you need to talk. We're all just saying boundary now. That's the thing. I'm late. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying right now. I'm, I'm trying to catch up. Boundary, well, because it used boundary. to be you had two cornerbacks, and then your your nickel package had a had a guy you bring in, but now it's like you're you're pretty much nickel at least all the time. Maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking know, actually, secretly. <laughs> um. Okay, so no, but that's a that's a good question. I th- I think you've got five guys there to play with, right? You've got Jair, Rasul, Douglas, Kevin King, Eric Stokes, and Shandon Sullivan, mm-hmm. whom, about whom people forget. Um, but. I'm kind of over Shannon Sullivan. I was a really big Shannon Sullivan fan. Yeah. At his at his advent, and now I He's, don't. Shannon's a guy that you don't want to hear his name until it's something great. Right. You just want him. Shannon, right. Just don't fuck up, dude. If yeah. you make a fucking play, I'm happy to hear about it. But right now, I'm just worried that you're a liability. So I like the idea of keeping Stokes playing. I I think Russell needs to be on the field. It is what I think right now, but I also don't know. I can mm-hmm. also see Russell Douglas being like, you know, not as good as Kevin King. Like Kevin King got a six million dollar deal while Russell Douglas was floundering on the practice squad. There is data to back up that decision based on previous years. Rasul Douglas is playing amazing football for us this year so far. Yeah. But if you instill him as a starter, if you instill him as a starter and you you let teams game plan for him, is he as effective? That's that's a decent question. I mean, people have gone after him, but I think he's just gotten better and better every year, or every week. Aaron Rodgers said, "How how is this guy on a practice squad?" Yeah. Aaron Rodgers said that about him. Um, I I mean, this is a good thing about the schedule going forward. We might have some scrubs, but at least we get some good tests on these outside guys. We've got Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen to fucking worry about covering. And we'll, we'll get some good looks at what these guys can do going forward, even if they're against teams that are not putting up serious competition. The Browns have decent wide receivers, but the Ravens don't really. I mean, who, well, who do the Browns have? The Browns have Jarvis Landry. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones, okay. Whom I started in fantasy one week when he was injured. Yeah, but, I mean, the Browns and the Ravens are decent teams. Yeah. They're coming with, like, full-team competition, but with the the division games that we have to play out. I don't know if the Lions have anybody worth even talking about. But they don't. We've got shit games coming up against the Vikings and the Bears, and we get little out of them, but one thing we do get is they've got some receivers that we can 
test our guys against. So J- Jair is playing this week, or is he still? I heard he came back to practice. Yeah, I don't know if he's playing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. count on him to play. And if he does play, cool. But I, I, he's not playing this week. And I think. I mean, honestly, I've, it feels like they're just gonna go with the same team <laughs> that mm. they've had, and they'll they'll bring Bakhtiari and Zadarius and Jair back against like Baltimore when they can go when we need them to go. I think Zadarius probably really wants to play against Baltimore. Right? Mm, sure. I don't think Zadarius wants to play against everybody though. He seems like a fucking gamer. He he does. <laughs> Do you see his uh video of his son? No. His son's like one or something and he is like he set up a uh Mickey Mouse as the quarterback. He was like, Yeah, I said Hut hut, blue forty two, hut hut, hut, hut and then the kid crawls after the Mickey Mouse and tackles <laughs> and just runs into it. He's like, That's what I'm talking about, boy. Let's go Yeah. It was so joyous, man. Yeah. That dude has like real authentic Which real is why it, it which which is why it's been appropriate that he hasn't been on this team. This team has not been one about joy. <laughs> this has been about like fucking I don't know. I, I don't even know what yeah. this has been. It's been business. It's, it's been, been all fucking business all year. It's been fucking The Office season one. Like, it's just, <laughs> just going through it to get through it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I've watched a lot of The Office recently. It's a pretty good show. It is a good show. Well, the Packers are a pretty good team, so it fits. Indeed. All right. That I it's funny. I did not know the Bears were starting Justin Fields again. I thought <laughs> thought they were just rolling with Andy Dalton. No. Nope. It's Fields time again. Fields Here's is back. Montgomery's back. They're going to they're going to it, it let me it, are your senses tingling at all about a, a potential upset here in a Bears victory? Cuz mine are a little bit. Not, if it not happens, because I wouldn't care. I don't think I would either. <laughs> like, okay, all right. <laughs> Keep Nagy around. Be a silly thing that happened, and uh, you would write it up, and yeah, just sorry. We tried to get Nagy fired for you, but we're another reason why you got to keep the same fucking coach, and the Bears keep being horrible. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how they play the Bears. Like, oh, they heard Aaron Rodgers say that, and they're gonna come out angry. Now that's like the least interesting thing to me. Oh well, I, I think it'll be interesting on the broadcast because it's not an actual point of interest. Because I think they could still say that, and the, you could see the Bears come out and play like they want to get their coach fired <laughs> on national TV. Like, this is our chance, guys. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, you gotta do it. Cause yeah, that's the storyline that you have. That's a that's an actual storyline for the game, but it's also not because Aaron Rodgers owns them so much. <laughs> yeah. It it. 
Packers beating the Bears is not that interesting. Aaron no. Rodgers playing really well is interesting. Bears beating the Packers is an upset. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, I think, that, you know, it's going to be funny watching Alan Chris being like, you know, Sunday night, it could the Bears, any given Sunday, they could come out and beat the Steelers. You never like, know. How many fucking Sunday night football beatdowns have the Packers oh given God. the Bears over the past nine years? It's just yeah. constant. Yeah. They keep putting us on Sunday night football, and it keeps not being interesting because the Bears keep sucking. Yep. Here is an interesting question because we're at the crux of time right now where everybody is making their holiday plans. Oh. Here we go. The Packers play at 3 o'clock on Christmas Day. How much of your Christmas Day is a Packer Day? And how much of that gets backburned because they were ridiculously arrogant and decided to be in the middle of Christmas Day. I mean, first of all, it's two o'clock here, which is great. <laughs> um, you put it right between. You put it right after the 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 post Christmas present opening nap and the and the fucking dinner. As as a young parent, that totally makes sense. Yeah. You Perfect. Get to fucking wake up with your kid. You get your kid fucking worn out on all his early morning gifts, and he goes down for the nap right about football time. Yep. But like, as an adult that's going to an adult-only fucking Christmas, and like, Pop loves the Packers, but Pop also is beholden to his fucking wife. How much freedom do I have to be like, fuck you guys, leave me alone, I'm watching this Packers game? I, I don't know, man. I think you got to apply those waters when, when you get there. I think you you got to watch that game. you got to watch that game. Yeah, I mean, do I just say fuck Christmas and get a ticket and go to the game myself because... Listen, that would be cool as shit. I would be yeah. super happy for you. You can get a ride with uh, Lindsay and her husband. Yeah, Lindsay and Zach are going to the game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They got tickets for like 200 bucks. It would be like the ultimate unforeseen alliance of Sills and Teeters. Yeah. Lindsay and Andrew. <laughs> the pair no one expected. I bet you would get along with Lindsay, dude. Yeah. Zach would, you know. I've never not gotten along with Lindsay. Yeah. Zach seems pretty boring. But yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Unedited <laughs> podcast here. That's fine. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Life's full. You should come here for Christmas, you fucking idiot. Why do you think I was fucking texting you guys about fucking plane tickets the other day? Yeah, because you were trying to rationalize not coming here because you wanted us to tell you that Frontier was bad. 
Well, turns out it is. But every flight airliner that I've taken has also been bad, so I don't know. Should we do uh, force powers? Yeah, let's do a, let's do force powers. <laughs> I haven't thought of any sort of Packers formula for what is the formula for victory? I don't know. We'll have to let's let's think about it. All right, I am gonna... legend. <laughs> Yeah. You drunk? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> you got a rant? I mean... Oh, here he goes. Oh, here he goes. Yeah! Look, it's a little early. A little bit. A little bit. Because 
I'm I'm sure it'll help you Bears fans to get your ass whooped as bad as I hope we whoop your ass. And let's just let's just all fucking root against the Bears and watch the Packers win by 40, 42 points. And fire Nagy and you can be done with it forever. You can be done with him forever. Fuck him. He's done. You're going to pick an interim coach that's going to be nothing, and next year you'll, you'll find a guy. It'll be great. <laughs> but for now, go Pack, go Bears fans. Let's, let's get it together, because right now, the Bears still suck. And hopefully for you guys, one day they, they don't. But for now, we're all on the same page. And that's fun. Come on, Bears fans. Let's root for the Packers together. <laughs> that's what I got. That's your dream. Love it. Love it. That's fantastic. Is there a lighter? It's <laughs> about this most of weed. <laughs> I really Same. need some help coming up with this formula. So. Um, hey, so Black Mountain. Yeah. What are you seeing in the Black Mountain? Mm-hmm. Blake Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the last dance. This game doesn't matter. This game doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that uh, yeah, there won't be energy in it. doesn't mean that they don't care means that it doesn't matter. How does this game get you to the real last dance? How does this game get you to that final game where you have to win? How does this game help you end your season on a win? Devontae Adams has been pretty quiet lately. I think Aaron Rodgers is, uh, we're about to see what's going to happen when you take Randall Cobb out. It's the Bears. You're just going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. I see number 17. I see Devontae Adams having 17 catches tomorrow for 281 yards and five touchdowns. Bear fans approved. <laughs> 17 catches for 281 yards and five touchdowns? Yep. Okay. Okay. I can top that. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> All right, let me get this great time. It's got a Bears really have nothing, like, other than seeing what Allen Robinson can do against are fucking not Jair guys. I don't know what they fucking bring to this game. <coughs> They've got nothing. They're a terrible fucking team right now. Yeah. The Bears are awful. And, um, but it, it's it's been a weird awful because you, you go four and eight, you know, the one to two ratio, it's weird. 
because they can they can I don't know they can still convince themselves in a huddle on Sunday morning that they're competing for something but they're not we'll see how it, how it turns out but y'all want a formula for this game oh yeah I think it's to play to your strengths I think you mentioned Devontae Adams, but somebody who has been fucking lost in interstellar space for the last month and a half, Aaron Jones. And I think it is time for Aaron Jones to kill the Bears. He's never been the guy to kill the Bears. When we've had Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams has had better numbers against the Bears than Aaron Jones had. Which is why you got folks last year saying that Tariq Cohen was better than Aaron Jones. Does it stink? What are you doing? I'm trying not to get high. You're not? <laughs> I smoke? Did I smoke that much weed? <laughs> no, I just get high that easy. Um, Aaron Jones is a strength of this team. Devontae Adams is another strength of this team. Okay, I don't think he's going to get 17 catches. But he could be a, a pretty decisive factor. It, it, this this game should be a matter of Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams, so you're fucked. Yeah. But I also think like Aaron, it's time for Aaron Jones to have a big game too to reassert himself as running back one in this in this depth chart. And on defense, I think it's more of Kenny Clark. It's smash and savage and it's Rashawn Gary and those are the strengths of the defense maybe Preston Smith too like play your basic fucking hits for this game if you're the Packers like if like say say this is say this is arcade fire going into a concert you know you're not gonna play fucking everything now you're not gonna play reflector you're gonna stick to fucking wake up is your encore song you hit the suburbs to start, and you fucking you play the good shit. You play the simple shit that works. You don't have to fucking break open the eight ball and find in it the, the hidden truths of your team. That's not what this game is about. This game is simply about, yeah, you can beat the Bears. Now take your professional fucking asses and go beat the Bears. And fucking... You know, that sounded like it got like far down your leg, reverberating. Like I feel like that was like you felt that on like bouncing off your knee. The other side of my knee. Yeah, yeah. Um, my knee pit. It will be time soon for this team to like really start spinning its 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 gears and fucking get rolling and moving. And it, we're not there yet. But we want to make sure the main fucking parts of the engine function. And the main parts of the engine are Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And somebody on defense. You know, from Kenny Clark to Rashawn Gary to to Adrian Amos. Somebody in that, in, in that group of three is going to stop him. So... Play to your strengths. Just do the thing. You're better than the Bears. Just do the things to make you better than the Bears, and you'll win the game. There you go. Bang.
All right, this has been the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill, signing off because I fucking want to. I want to sign off. I'm done talking to you and all of your dads. I don't know what's next, but I'm gonna sing my little song till I get inside my groove. Do you, Peter, or you, Andrew, have a point you want to make? Because I'm just fucking singing this freestyle song. To your point, you're absolutely fucking right. The Packers do what the fucking Packers do. We should win. A plus D equals TD. And to Devontae equals fucking touchdown. Should be fucking easy. But the hope for this game is we see a little more. Because, again, we're against a team that, fuck it, who cares? They suck. So I'd love to see some A plus EQ or some A plus fucking AR. Or some A plus SS. Whoever the fuck it is, Aaron Jones would be great to see getting him going, but only to the extent if it's him being spectacular and not a lack of A.J. Dillon being spectacular because he is fucking filled in fantastically as a number one as well. There's another another fantastic voyage. Speaking of fantasies, we are happy that you came with us. We will be departing next week around the same time, hopefully a little earlier, but I want you to know that when I smell roses, I think of you. I just appreciate everything that you bring to the table both as an intellectual and as a spiritual being. I hope you know that there is someone out there looking out for you and that love is all around you. All you have to do is choose to see it. And I want you to know that I respect you as an intellectual, but as a spiritual being, I think you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Hamadou Diallo. Do you guys hear that? <laughs>